Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. God is good. I said God is good. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, let's take up tonight's offering before we get too comfortable there. Grab an envelope, get ready to worship with that supply that he's already brought to you so that we can get seed in the ground to get some more. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. Again, I've mentioned this quite a few times through the years. Uh, my first real encounter with the Lord concerning giving. And, uh, you know, giving comes really on the heels of a grateful heart. It's hard to, to give to somebody if you're not grateful of that which they've done, you know? And I was just having a day of gratefulness towards the Lord and I remember I said you know within my heart it says you've done so much for me Amen. what can I do for you and uh, he just said real simply in my heart I didn't hear a voice but it was a it was an inner knowing that it was like a voice spoken to me I heard him say he says uh, well you can give <laughs> I guess I can give, huh? And uh, I began to find out little by little, you know, through the Word of God, what it actually entailed as we gave and how it's such an intricate part of our relationship with Him and is how we keep Him active in that one area of our life. Because when you share anything with the Lord, He's going to share what He's got with you. Amen. (laughs) And so my wife and I, we've been... We've been given our portion to the Lord, and uh, you know, we've always had enough. Amen. And we Amen. just know that more is coming, because you know, uh, He's the God that supplies. Amen. So let's uh, let's lift our heart to Him. Let's just let's just 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 be grateful what, for what He's done for us. You know, I was on my way to hell, and He saved me. I was all by myself, and He became my closest friend. And he'll never leave me now. He'll never forsake me. I was empty. He filled me. He placed his Holy Spirit in me. He gives me wisdom. He's given me his righteousness, his holiness. He's given me a purpose. Glory to God. I'm not just wandering around like the Israelites in the desert. I got a purpose. I'm a part of his purpose. So we're grateful tonight, Lord. Thank you for all of your goodness. I thank you we didn't earn it, we didn't deserve it, but yet, by your grace, here we go, we got it. So thank you, Lord. And so we give back to you tonight a portion, because we have a cheerful heart, we have a grateful heart, we have a loving heart. And we worship you with that portion that you have led us to to give to you. And we thank you, Lord, that you can do more with it than I can. So we're expectant 
of great things in this realm of finances. Great things, great and mighty things. Ideas, opportunities, doors opening. Divine connections. Hallelujah. Inventions. I thank you for it, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. So go ahead, Paul. Wait on the folks tonight. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, you got your Bibles tonight? I guess we'll start with a question. You know, Jesus asked a lot of questions. And... A lot of times, it's not that he didn't know the answer already, but you know, and, you know, asking questions is a, is a way to find out what a person knows. Yeah. It's a way to find out what they believe. Is is part of how you can find out, you know, what direction their life's going in. Come on. And so you know, as as well as anybody, that that we live in a fallen world, and that we've got enemies. We have an enemy that doesn't want us to be happy. We have an enemy that doesn't want us to accomplish very much in life. We have an enemy that wants to take away from us, hinder us, and even kill us. Because he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. So tonight we're going to talk about defeating our greatest enemy. Defeating our greatest enemy. And uh, I just want you to think in your mind's eye right now, what, what, what enemy you think is our greatest enemy? Now, I think the most common response to that question would be the devil. But uh, when we find out from the New Testament that Jesus defeated him. So it's not him. If it's not the devil... What is our common enemy that you and I have? Ourselves. You said stinking thinking just a moment ago. Anybody else? You, you want to share uh, the light you have or what you think it might be? I mean, these are great answers and I think are, are just about, you know, right on the mark. Amen. Doubt, okay, that's good. Now understand that this is my personal opinion. Oh, that great, you came here to hear my personal opinion tonight. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> oh, maybe we should go home, no. <laughs> in, my, in my estimation, in, in my humble opinion, I feel that worry, is our greatest enemy. And you said, myself is my greatest enemy. Well, we're the ones who allows ourselves to worry. You, you said stinking thinking. That's the best definition of worry I've ever heard. You said doubt. Do you know that worry is you and I making a statement and, and we allow it to be a practice where we are not trusting God. Or at least in that area that we're worrying about. 
Didn't even get, I got an all right. Anybody else? You, you, think, you think we hit the nail on the head tonight? Do you think worry's an enemy? Because if, if the enemy can, can get us looking at things that cause us to worry and to be fretful and to be stressed out, then we are exhibiting and walking in a mistrust towards our God, which means that our faith is neutralized. Because really, one definition of faith is trust. Whoa, yeah, pastor, but you just don't know what I'm looking at, what I'm facing, and you don't know what I'm feeling. Well, I, yeah, I get that. But you know, once that, once, once that becomes the excuse to give you a green light to worry, now we, we position ourselves where it's difficult for God to help us. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I'd venture to say not too long ago in, in this day that we're in right now, that might, maybe just five minutes ago, maybe ten minutes ago, maybe even right now, you're worrying about something. Oh, hallelujah. And you may not hear what God has for you tonight because you're so consumed in your mind thinking about that. Amen. I wrote this down. I looked up the definition of worry. It means to torment oneself. That's an ouch. It's self-inflicted torment. Or to suffer or make oneself to suffer. How? With disturbing thoughts. There's that stinking thinking, huh? Another definition means to be worrisome or fretful. Is it okay if we throw in the word stressed out? And it also leads into deeper states such as anxiety, depression, and fear. Do you know that the majority of people that are in insane asylums are there because they've allowed their thoughts to run amok, so to speak, and to get to a, a place of a progression of worry to stress to anxiety to depression. And then they enter into a state of hopelessness. Not a whole lot of running around the building right now and shouting, but you know, we've got to locate our enemy. I said, we've got to locate our enemy, right? We've got to know who we're fighting. And really what we're fighting is our own thoughts. Really we're fighting our own perspective of what we see and feel. I mean, we could have 10 people up here and mention a situation, a challenge, and they would all have a different view of it. 
And some would be like, well, so what? And then there'd be others who would go, oh, I know. <laughs> kind of take all the air right out of the room right there. Well, how about we just, let's break this down a little bit tonight. I, what I like to do is uh, kind of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite, One bite at a time. Well, how do I defeat worry? Well, let's break it down one bite at a time. Amen. You know, when we talk about this getting to a place of being stress-free and worry-free, we go, oh, how am I ever going to do that? Well, you, you take it one bite at a time. Yeah, for sure. Start getting victories over some of those worries and those anxieties and fears, and, 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 then, and then you get better at taking on the bigger ones until we can get to a place where we're just carefree. Come on. <laughs> what would your day be like if you were carefree? Amen. What would your day be like if you, the, the, the entire time that you're awake, that you didn't worry about anything? Amen. What would that be like? Like what? Like every day. Oh, awesome, Dennis. Every time you say what you want. Amen. And you go on. Let's, uh, let's break worry into two categories. How about if we just unload 50% of all the things that we're stressed out about? Let's break down stress, worry, anxiety, anxiousness. Let's break it down into two categories. Worry, the first category, we worry about things that we can't change. What are things that we can't change? Well, things that it's really not your responsibility. Or you don't have the authority to change that thing that you're worried about. Or maybe you're worried about a person that's all grown up and out of the home. And now they're responsible for their own choices. Me worrying about that person is futile because I can't make decisions for them. Amen. That's right. Come on. So tell me some things that I know it's not you worrying about them per se, but you've heard other people worrying about things <laughs> that they couldn't change. No, it's me. <laughs> can, can you think of some of the items? That we have a tendency to worry about that that, that 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 it's just not our responsibility. It's just it's just not our job. It's 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 nothing that we have the power to change. How about the weather? You ever get stressed out about the weather? What about this? What they call now, you know, global warming, climate change. And I've seen some people that are so worked up about that. that they have no rest in their life. Or saving the whales. 
Or that neighbor down the street that you're just worried about. That neighbor, you know, and what he's doing. Or that person at work that doesn't like you. And you're all stressed out about it. You're all worrisome about it. Why doesn't he like me? Well, you can't control that. So why would you worry about it? Huh? Why would you worry about something that you can't change? Now, what would happen if, if we begin evaluating what has us stressed out and determine, okay, is that something that's my responsibility or is that something that's not? And you just need to let go of it. You know, that's one reason that I don't sit down and watch the nightly news. Now, I, you know, I'll go to my browser and, and look at some things that I'm interested in. And those are areas that I'm praying about. And I want to see how things are kind of tracking. But I'm not going to let a lot of information come at me that there's nothing I can do about it. And, and get all stressed out about it. I mean, we, we, heard, <clears throat> we heard tonight... My wife must have been watching the show, and then the news came on, and they, they talked about, you know, this one guy that, you know, killed a bunch of people in, in uh, Wisconsin. Well, I, you know, I'm, that saddens me. I said that saddens me, but I got to be careful that I don't pick that up and start worrying about it. Amen? So what I'm proposing tonight is that you and I begin considering what we're stressed out about. And if you don't have the power to change it, then you need to let it go. Amen. Does, does that make sense? Think about that right now. Are, are, are there some things right now that you're concerned about, you're worrisome about, you've been fretting about, that, that you don't have the power to change it? Amen. Any hands go up? Well, what we need to do is just let go of that. Yep. Amen. Amen? And then the other category is those areas that you can change. What is the one person you can change? Me. Who? Me. You. I can change my perspective. I can change my attitude. I can change myself from, you know, trying to figure something out that leads to worry and stress. Amen. So, how do we... Get free from this enemy. Unfortunately, you and I have been trained how to worry. And some of us have gotten really good at it. 
Some of you, your parents taught you to worry. Others, I guess you just have that kind of personality. That you got it, you're a fix-it person and you want to fix everything. Or maybe you're a control person and you want to control everything. And then when something comes along that you can't control, that, that kind of gets you all worked up, doesn't it? So we're talking about right now tonight of changing a pattern that we've been in for decades. How many of you know that we're not going to get it after one service on a Wednesday night? But you know we can get a starting point. Right? I said we can get a starting point. I don't think we realize how much stress breaks down the health of our physical body. I mean, you, you can just know that it, you see a, a person get voted in to the office of president, you have a picture of what they look like their first year in office. And then you see a picture of them after four years. And you can see their aging process because they've been under so much stress and such a load that they age, their aging process accelerates under that stress load. I'm sure your mommy used to say, you're giving me gray hairs. Well, stop worrying about me, mom. <laughs> self-inflicted. I said it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Amen? Self-inflicted. And so we're talking about a process tonight. We're not talking about a get-rich-quick scheme. We're not talking about going like this and there goes worry. It's, it's all gone. No, we, we have to... Number one, we have to want to be free. Amen. I said we want to be free. Amen. Yes. And so that we're going to have to start taking these steps that we're going to talk about tonight and probably next Wednesday and just take it one step at a time. The first step is to locate what am I worrying about? What is stressing me out? What's keeping me up at night? What's awakening me when I'm sleeping? And determine, is that something I can change? Or is that something I can't change? And if you, if you find out it's not something you can change, you need to drop it like third hour French. <laughs> okay? You got to just drop it like a bad habit. Because it's, it's your enemy. So we shouldn't be cuddling up to it. We shouldn't be tolerating it. We shouldn't, we shouldn't perceive it as it being, you know, natural. Oh, that's just the way it is. No, it's not. So step number one is to take the time to recognize what you're worrying about.
You know, there's been times in the past, I'm getting, I'm making some progress on this, but there, there was a time that I would wake myself up in the middle of the night from the sound of me grinding my teeth. I mean, you know, that's not good. <laughs> That's not good. How can my body recover at night if I'm not really asleep? And here's the situation. If I worry during the day, what makes me think that I'll stop worrying just because I go to sleep? That's ignorance gone to seed. If I can't control worry consciously, I'm not going to be able to control it unconsciously. Right? So if, I, if I'm given to worry, if I'm giving, given to fretting and, and trying to process and figure everything out, when I go to bed, it doesn't stop. I'll do it in my sleep. I'll do it in my sleep. And then what happens is we wake up what? Wore out. Have you ever woke up wore out, exhausted? Right? Well, what's that mean? Your enemy's been working overtime while you were trying to sleep. And we're the reason that our enemy had access. I heard someone say years ago, oh, what would I do without good old worry? Well, you'd be free. <laughs> you'd be free. You, you might even be happy. People might even want to hang around you. Now we've gone to meddling. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to locate what we're worrying about. Is it something I can change? I have the power. I have the access. I have the ability to change. Or is it something that's just not my responsibility? And I'll tell you, those kids that you love, those grandkids that you love, you and I worry way too much about them. Come on. Come on. Amen. We're losing way too much sleep about them because you can't change them now. They're out of the house. And you can't give them enough money to make them happy. Because it's impossible to make an unhappy person happy. You can't do it. They have chosen to be unhappy, and you can't change them. Now, I love my kids. I love their spouses. I love my grandkids. But they're not under my roof. And I pray for them. I think the best of them. I believe the best for them. But I refuse to worry about them.
<laughs> or you're cold. No, I'm free. Amen. I'm free. And I sleep at night now. I remember years ago, I had an encounter. And uh, I was driving a semi-truck, and I was coming back, back from Rapid City, South Dakota, and I was, had just gone through Lusk, uh, Wyoming, and I was heading west to get on to I-25 and come south towards Cheyenne. And I was kind of on the last stretch of this two-lane highway. I was probably, I don't know, maybe 10 miles from I-25 heading west. And it was, it was just getting dark. And uh, I was worrying about the church. And I was worried about, the, about this, about the church. And I was worried about this, about the church. And I was worried about the people. And I was worried about this. And to be honest with you, the biggest thing I was worried about was failure. And as I dwelled upon it, as I was trying to figure out the answer to all of it, through processing it with my mind, I could sense a presence come on me. And I started to get feverish. I started to have sweat beating up on my brow. And I, I actually felt a small dose of what hell is like. It was pure, unadulterated torture. And it's almost, I could sense demons just yakking at me. We can do, we can do, we can do, we can do, we can do. And that anguish and that fear and that depression got deeper and deeper. And the more and more it came on to me. You see, there are levels. There are levels of worry. Just like there's levels of fear. Like you can have a fear of something that will pass real quick but then you can have something that takes a hold of you. And I'll never forget that, and that stayed on me for about two hours. Until finally I was staying the night at a hotel room up there at Wheatland, and I got into that hotel room and, and just began to break it, you know, by you know, spending time with the Lord and, and begin quoting scriptures Amen. and then all of a sudden it lifted off of me. This, this can get very real very quickly if we let it. If we let it. So once we begin to figure out whether what I'm dealing with is something that I can change or if it's something that I can't. Right there, if I can't change it, I just need to give it to the Lord. 
I want you to look at this scripture. Have we even opened our Bible tonight? Nope, not yet. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I want you to go on over to 1 Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. Now, I want to I say something right here that I hope you catch. My life has changed considerably in the last couple of years. Now, let's say four years. I'll ask my wife later if she's noticed a change in me. But I've, I have changed. And you have noticed a change? And what's changed in me is I recognized that it's difficult to live life in a prideful manner. Pride makes everything about you. And you're easily, you're easily acceptable to worry and fear and depression when you're prideful. Because when everything isn't just right in your life, you are scrambling to figure out how to fix it. And more times than not, that lends itself to worry. And so I'm learning how to be humble. You know that when you're prideful, you're more controlling and more manipulating than you are when you're humble. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And so here in, did we say 1 Peter? 1 Peter 5, 6, it says to humble yourself. How does humility come? You do it yourself. Amen. You choose to be humble. Amen. I am completely confident that worry and its root is pride. And that's why worry doesn't trust God. Because worry is trusting ourselves because of pride. A lot of times the worry is creating an offense. You know why a lot of times there's a rub with our children and our grandchildren? Because they're not doing things that I think they should be doing. Come on. Come on. What's that? Pride. That's it, yes. Come on. I don't like the car they bought. I don't like the house they bought. I don't like their job. I don't like the person they married. As if 
am I to judge that? Who am I? Who am I to judge that? Right? Who am I? Huh? Who am I to, to judge that? pride yes, it is. and and you know that God's not going to humble you Come on. Come on. religion will say well God did that to you to humble you no, he didn't. Uh, all that did was make you cranky <laughs> didn't help you do anything other than get cranky Come on. He, he's not doing things to try and manipulate us to be like him we're already like him Amen. we just need to draw it out Amen. and get rid of yes. self yes. We get rid of carnality. Get out of that place where we're flesh and emotionally driven and ruled. And uproot pride. So here Peter says you need to humble yourselves. Do you remember Paul? Not Martinez. The, The apostle? You know, he had some attacks going on in his life. And he went to the Lord three times. Hey, God, fix this. Second time. Hey, God, fix this. Third time. Hey, God, fix this. And every time God said, my grace is all you need. You know how you access grace? Humility. What is grace? God's ability. Amen. Come on. How do I get his ability? By relinquishing mine and accepting his. But until I get humble, I'll never ask, you know, I'll never yield to his help. I'll just keep trying to do it my way, like, you know, Frank used to do. I did it my way. Remember Frankie? Jersey boy? So here Peter's saying, I want you to humble yourself. And he says to humble yourself to God. And And if I'll do that, if I'll submit to him, if I humble myself to him, if I'll come under his authority, he says that he's going to exalt me. Amen. I'll take that deal any day. Come on. Amen. How many of you know that God can do more in one second than a human being can do for a lifetime? That's right. That's right. Come on. Amen. Boom. So did you get that? We're instructed to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves to God and His ways. Therefore, now we'll access His ability, His grace. Understand that humility is the first step to getting free from worry, stress, and fear. Every time you worry, 
think of it as you being prideful. And if I'm prideful, then I am canceling or hindering or completely not allowing God to help me in my situation. How many of you are having fun tonight? Is this good or what? Huh? It's good stuff, right, Maynard? Good stuff. So humility is the first step. So when I find myself worrying about things that I can't change and worrying about things I can change, the very first thing I need to do is humble myself and apologize. Or to coin a word that Todd most eloquently presented to us on Sunday, repent. Repent. Turn from it. Turn from that prideful act of worry. Turn from it. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not trusting you right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm trying to figure this out for myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm exalting myself. I don't want to exalt myself. I want you to be exalted through me. And so I'm not going to worry about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's when God can start to speak. You just invited him to be part of the party. Amen. Now, he's talking about humility in verse 6. He's talking about us ourselves, bringing ourselves under him so that we can have access to his exaltation or his grace or his ability or his help or his assistance. And in verse 7, talking in the same line of thinking, he says, cast all of your care upon him. Well, that's just King James of saying, give him all of your worry. Why would I want to do that? Because he cares for you. And he doesn't, he doesn't just care for you, but when he gets your worry, when he gets those situations that you're stressed out about, when he gets them, he's going to start working them out. Amen. Amen. You know, when, when you start thinking about that son, that daughter, that grandchild, that sitting, go ahead and close the door behind you, please. Or not. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, when you start thinking about them, give them to the Lord. He can do so much more with them than we can ever do with them. Amen, yeah. And so when we do that, that allows him to start moving in their life. And a lot of times it takes us getting out of the way so the Lord can do it. Do you realize how much we're hindering him from bringing the past what he has always desired to do? He can't do it because we're in the way. Because we're worrying. And we don't trust him. And we're in a place of pride. He says, look at this. He says, cast all of your care 
upon him. Do you notice he didn't say, well, just give me the heavy stuff, and then you just take care of the light stuff. That means that he's willing to work on every one of those things in your behalf that has you stressed out. Right? Amen. So uh, we're going to stop there tonight. And uh, what I would like us to do is that tonight I'd like to give the Lord all those things that we're worrying about that isn't our responsibility that we don't have the control over those people those situations and those things that we're worried about and I just want to practice what Peter told us to do he told us to come to a place of humility and he said give me all of your cares And so, am I the only one that has a tendency to worry about things that I can't control? Do you have some things you want to give to him tonight? Yes, sir. Now, you've got to understand is that you've got to be mindful in what you're choosing to give to him so that you keep it in his hands. Amen. Remember, we talked earlier about how this is a process. And because we've been practicing this worry for decades... we're going to have to keep putting it back on to him. Because, you know, we'll pick them back up. I guarantee you when you get in your car and you're halfway home, they're going to come back on you. And so that's when you've got to decide, am I just going to keep carrying these things or are you going to just keep giving it to the Lord? You know, when you keep giving it to the Lord, number one, now you're recognizing what you're worrying about. That's huge. Because some people worry and don't realize they're worrying. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Come on. One of the ways that I got over you know, worrying about the church is I finally figured it out that it's not my church. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Yeah, Brilliant, right? Amen. What a revelation. Yes, sir. This isn't my place. This isn't my work. You aren't my people. You aren't my sheep. You're his. Amen. And all this is his. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. If it's his, don't you think he cares about it? <laughs> yeah. And don't you think he can do with it? He can do more with it than I can. Yep. That's true. Amen. And so now when I think about you guys and I think about the church and I think about this and I think about that, I go, whew, I'm glad this is yours, Lord. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Because it wasn't too long ago, you know, when I was going down that road in Wyoming, I thought it was mine. That was pride. Come on. And that's why it came on me. That's right. Because I thought it was mine to fix. So what I'd like to do is, you know, let's be the good hands people tonight. You know that commercial, what is it, State Farm? I don't know who it is. Is it an insurance company? I want, you to, I want you to hold your hands out. And, and I want us to just start putting people into these hands that we've been worrying about. See, you've been trying to carry them. You've been trying to figure things out for them. 
You've been trying to make their, their path straight. You've been trying to fix all their problems. Uh-oh, here, here's, here's what you've really been doing. This is what I've really been doing. I and you have, been, have tried to be their God. That's really what it is. And you're not. You're not their savior. You're not their healer. You're not their protector. You're certainly not their provider. Yeah, but this is going to happen. Okay, God. Keep carrying it then. It hasn't worked so far. What, you, what makes you think that, you know, all of a sudden it's going to start wor working? with you worrying about them and trying to do everything for them. Come on. You know, what, what's that definition of doing the same thing? Insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Has worry worked for you? Have, have you doing their job for them worked for you? No. Well, let's do it God's way. Amen. I'm going to stop being people's God. Yes. I'm going to stop being my kids' God. Yes. I'm going to stop being my grandkids' God. Yes. I'm going to stop being your God. Figure it out, kids. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. I'm just going to give you to the Lord. So let's give these people, let's give these circumstances, let's give these things that we're challenged with that we have no power over. Remember, we separated into two groups. We're just taking care of the one side of the ledger tonight. We're going to stop worrying about global warming. We're going to stop worrying about who's going to win the presidential election. We're going to stop worrying about this, this virus in China. We're going to stop worrying about that. Come on. Right? This, that didn't catch God off guard. He didn't go, oh, wow, where'd that come from? He's already got... Uh, resolution to that Amen. and he's working it out Amen. Yes. right that's his job to protect us from a catastrophe like that yes. I'm gonna stop worrying about earthquakes and lightning striking striking me right I'm just gonna stop worrying about these things so start loading your hand up with all these people with all these things you find yourself thinking about at night load it up Load it up. Put it all in there. All things that you can't control. All things that you can't change. All things that is not your responsibility. Getting heavy, huh? Load it up. Load it up. Load it up. We're going to sleep tonight, okay? Amen. And the next night. And the next night. And the next night. Because we're not going to take all these people to bed with us. All right, I'm not going to bed with somebody tonight other than my wife and my dog. Hallelujah. The Huda. Load, load it up. Load it up. We're going to give them to the Lord. He says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting, he's telling us how to humble ourselves, by casting all of our care upon him. He cares for us. Amen. So are you ready to give all this to God? Yes, sir. 
So we're gonna, we're gonna, you're going to repeat after me. We're going to say a prayer. And then we're just going to throw our hands up to heaven and give it all to him. So say, Father in heaven, I've been worrisome. I've been worrying about things that I can't change, that are not my responsibility. I understand now. Worry is an enemy. Worry is prideful. Worry is not trusting you, God. And I choose to be humble because you resist the pride, the prideful. But you give grace to the humble. So right now, I filled my hands up with all these things that I can't change. All these people and all they've gotten themselves into and all these other things. I give them to you now. And on the count of three, I'm going to lift it up to you. And I'm going to be free. And I'm going to stay free. One, two, three. Now just praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now it's up to us to maintain this. And at first, you're going to find out, wow, how easily I can slip into that. That's okay. Now you're recognizing it. Amen. Repent immediately. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just caught myself. I'm sorry. And then tell him, it's yours, Lord. I gave it to you Wednesday night, the 26th. It's yours. I'm not going to worry about what I've already given to you because I, I, I know you. You or have good hands. <laughs> Amen. That's right. and, I, and I thank you. It's all in your hands now. Amen. Amen. Now, if you'll do that, repent every time because you, you find yourself going in the direction of worry. Repent is to turn away from that. Right? Sorry. I, you have it, Lord. You have it. Okay? Now his grace is working. Amen. And just keep yourself on that course. Amen. Amen. And, and just watch what he'll, he's able to do. You'll see some of these change and you'll go, wow, look at that. Amen. How'd that happen? Because you let go of it so he could take hold of it. Yes. Amen. Jesus. Well, let's lift our hands one more time. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. I trust you at home. You did the same thing tonight, right? You, you gave all your cares to him, and he now has them. So you just maintain your position. Just stay in that place where he has them and you don't. You watch what happens in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. Now get out of here. No. <laughs>